Thank you for joining us tonight on Table Talk. I have with me some of my best friends, some of my closest brothers. Uh, we work on staff together at the church. And uh, what we do is enjoy the presence of God, number one, and then we enjoy each other's presence. But tonight, give you time maybe to share and get some folks to come and uh, get, uh, uh, tune in to what we're doing tonight on Table Talk. And call your friends, call them up and say, hey, you need to see this. The pastors with two young lions. You don't want to miss them young lions roaring. They're going to be roaring tonight, glory that's to right, God. Right. And uh, so it's, go, it's, a, it's a good evening, and it's a good, it's a good day. It's a wonderful day. It's a wonderful day to be alive. People ask me all the time, say, how are you doing today? I'll say, the best day of my life because I'm experiencing it. And they say, well, didn't, didn't this go this way? I said, yeah, but you know what? God turns everything together for our good. So what we do is believe the promises, and, and I uh, I've been in the in, in uh, what I call the uh, the word here lately, and the word is uh, Psalms 119 is what I've been reading mostly lately. And Psalm 119 says, I want to start with this guy's uh, verse nine. And I was telling the I was telling this is Pedro Baltazar, and this is JV. How'd I say it, JV? JV. JV. This is JV. That's enough. JV. Don't say anymore. So. Uh, so what, what we're doing tonight, I wanted to talk to them, and I, wanted, I told them, I said, you know what, I have great-grandchildren your children's age. And yeah. so, I, I, so I've, I've dealt with a lot of things that they're dealing with, you know, and so they're going through. But I thought it'd be good tonight just for, for you that's listening in. You may have family. It could be you. Uh, 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 you may need to call somebody and say, hey, you need to hear these guys because they, got, they have life just like you have life. But what they manage to do and what impresses me about them is they manage to stay on fire for the things of the Lord. They, they managed Matthew 6, to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else is added to you. So I respect y'all for that. I admire you for that uh, because that's, I, I see that in your life. And to me, it's a blessing. That's why I wanted to get with you tonight and let, let's talk about it a little bit. So and uh, I do want to read this. Out of Psalms 119, as I said, as I told the congregation, I've really been studying Psalms 119 a lot. It's really been where I am. It's only 175 or so verses in there, so it doesn't take you long to read it, longest chapter of the Bible. But verse 9 says, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. Now, if you find uh, what I found in, in looking at this, when it says thy word, that's the same thing basically of saying thy promises. Mm -hmm. By taking heed thereto according to thy promises, verse 10, with my whole heart I've sought thee. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's what you guys do. With your whole heart you seek the Lord. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. Now, I do, verse 10 is this. I do know that thoughts will come to us and the enemy uses all kind of things. And I think David was saying, Lord, with my whole heart I've sought you. Oh, but look, 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 Lord. Don't let me wander from your promises. Don't let me wander from your blessing. Don't let me wander from you because you know what? We're humans and we live in a world. We live in a fallen world. We're raised people who live in a fallen world. We're seated in heavenly places. We're resurrected with Jesus, but around us is a fallen world. So how do we deal with that? So for that, I wanted to just mention you guys. So you have two children. Two kids. What age? Um, one's going to be seven in August and I have an eight-month-old. Okay, and you have? I have two three-year-old twin boys. 
And, and so they, they act out all the time at something, don't they? Okay. Doing, having a fun time. Absolutely. The whole, <laughs> life, life is a party for them. It is a party for them. It's a party for you, too, when they smear stuff all over them. Undoubtedly. Yeah. Undoubtedly. So my question to you, you guys are this. Uh, I know y'all been friends for a long time. Y'all been knowing each other. I was about 16 years old when I first met JV. So y'all not, not knew it knowing each other. No. And you're not knew it knowing each other's life. And watch each other grow up in the Lord. And uh, so I want to just start by asking this. If you're listening in, uh, how do you stay on fire in the middle of you got a how old? I got a seven-year-old and an eight-month-old. That's right. And a beautiful, wonderful wife. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. And so uh, how do you, in the middle of all that, stay on fire for God? What, what, what could you say to tell somebody listening? How do you, how do you keep your... How do you stay tuned up? I know you're leading us as a yeah. staff in, in, uh, in a I book. I think that the number one thing, Pastor, is that, and I tell this to my wife, that she's not the source of my joy. Come on. I have to manage my joy level. It's dependent upon me and the Father. Come on. Because if every time, if I manage my joy based on her and how she views me, how many of you guys know that ain't going to last very, very long? Because she's going to find something to be aggravated with you about. There's going to be something that you failed at. But I don't know, with Jesus, when I make him the sinner. Mm -hmm. And you know, you say this really well. Shout it out. Shout it out. Shout it out. And, there, and I was saying this in our first Connect Group meeting. I said, I never seen pastor walk in the door. And I can never tell that there's a weight on you. Yeah. You, I mean, you carry yourself with such presence. And you're like, I'm about my father's business. And always Thank quoting you. the word. Yeah. And I feel for me, how I manage to stay on fire is yeah. managing my secret place because yeah. no one else can do that for me. Yeah. There's a fire shut up in our bones. Mm -hmm. I was sharing with somebody at lunch today. They were saying, hey, pray for me for, for wisdom. And I said, well, I got a verse for you. Come on. First Corinthians 1.30. But Christ himself was made unto us righteousness, wisdom, redemption, and sanctification. Mm -hmm. So the word is, so the source of your strength, the source of your strength tonight, the source of your strength today, the source of your strength forever is. Now, here's what you can know. When your joy level begins to ebb. That means you're dependent upon something else other than God. You know, Nehemiah said this, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Yeah. So your joy level is dependent upon uh, who's the source of that. Yeah. And if it's other than God, it's always going to deplete. It'll always Because people will always fail you. That's always. right. That's right. So, but when, uh, something that, that I heard somebody say that when people around you are not doing exactly like you think they should be doing, or look at this, or maybe not actually be doing what the Lord would want them to be doing. I heard this guy say this. He said, what he does at a time like that is, Lord, what are you trying to teach me? from this situation in the middle of, what are you trying to bring out in me? What is it I need, maybe the way to say it is, what do I need my timing set on? If you're a little bit of a mechanic, I'm not, but I've heard this talked about. What <laughs> your timing set means it's running smooth. What do you need in our heart to make running smooth? Because you guys, I see you, you have life, everybody has life, and, and, and we all make adjustments. I think what happens to a lot of folks Pedro is that they don't take time to make adjustments. They get into the emotion, what I call the emotion of the moment. Oh, yeah. And if somebody else's emotions can get me out of my righteousness, my peace and my joy, which is the, the walk of the kingdom inside of me, That's Christ right. in me is the hope of joy, hope of glory. So if they can get me off of righteousness, 
peace, or joy, that means that I'm bowing to whatever kingdom is ruling them. That's right. If it's robbing me, it's not ruling. It's going to rule me. If I allow it to rob me, it stuck, it stuck right. a gun to me and said, give me your stuff. Right. So it's robbing me. Right. You are always released of the kingdom you are more aware of. Yeah. Whatever has you, that is what other people will get off of you. And I think so many times, I know for me, is when I have my moments where I have to adjust, people begin to identify, oh, that's who I am, so I'm just going to behave that way. Ah. There ain't no turning back. And I'm like, no, shut up. That's a lie. That's right. Get up and right. adjust. That's right. I've messed up several times here in the office. Yeah. But I've never, said, I've never heard you or pastors or Allison tell me, that's who you are. So that's how you be stuck no. that way. No, you're better no. than that. We're Get who up. God says we are. Right. So, JV, with your two, what was it they did the other day you had to clean up? Oh, the, the, list, the list is long. Yes. The list is long. Um, I mean, we're, we're talking flushing entire uh, packets of diaper wipes down the toilet last night. Uh, um, I, I, I had the wondrous occasion to walk into a, our bedroom, and my boys found my Bible on the nightstand and ripped out Psalms and half the New Testament. And, you know, they were just thoroughly digesting the word. Uh, <laughs> literally. Yeah. It's a good thing <laughs> you have memorized. They've grown out of that a little bit. Uh, and, and so it's, I have, to, I have to tag on something that yeah. Pastor Pedro said. Um, he talked about you, you exhibit, you yeah. demonstrate the kingdom you're more aware of. And I think that's a really big key in, in keeping that fire going right. is, is really, when you boil it down, submission. Submission. I, uh, if I'm going to bring this in the context of my marriage, right, I have to remember that the moment I said I do, and we were talking about this earlier, I made covenant with her, right. and therefore I am submitted not just to her, but to the covenant that I made with her. That's right. And so bringing that back out in the context of Jesus, I said yes to him, and I cut covenant. He cut covenant with me, rather. That's right. And because of that, I'm submitted mm -hmm. to that authority. I'm submitted to that, that covering, which also means, I like what Bill Johnson says, I don't have a right to a, th a thought that Jesus doesn't think about me. That's right. That's submission. That's submission. Well, even take it a step further, I can't afford to have a thought of somebody else that isn't in his. That's right. That's right. So if you want to even take it a step further, I, okay, God, because we could think good thoughts about ourselves. I think the challenging part yeah. is when you're having a bad thought about somebody yeah. else, you become the judge and you give yourself grace. But for that other person, well, I can't believe that other person. Yeah. And one of the things that I've been learning, JV, is I cannot afford to have a thought That's of right. somebody else that isn't in his head. It's called critical, criticizing and judgment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's only one righteous judge, and we're not him. We're to be the blessers. That's right. So uh, I, I believe that. Yeah. I, I was going to say, don't waste time fighting battles that don't even exist. That's good. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I was laying in bed the other day, and um, something just got me. I had a great day. Went to Atlanta, connected with some awesome people, got back home, and something just rubbed me the wrong way. And my, started laying down. And my wife said, oh, so you're just going to go to bed angry? Ooh, oh, Lord. That, but that tends to make that, you a little angry. It, it but I started laying down, and I started just blessing uh -huh. Come on. this individual. Yeah. And I found myself, I woke up the next morning. My wife said, how do you feel? I feel great. Yeah. I feel good. Because instead of choosing to go to sleep angry, uh -huh. I went to choose blessing. 
And when you choose to bless somebody, you're actually, that's building up your immune system. I believe that 100%. Yep. It's building up your, and I'm not talking about physical, it does that too, but actually your spiritual immune system, you begin to bless somebody, bless them out. Yeah, well, see, what you didn't do, you didn't crock pot that all night long. No. You didn't stew over it all. The Bible says don't, don't go to bed angry, Yeah. basically. You know, don't let the sun go down on your wrath so don't go to bed angry right. and so what happens is if we do that what you're describing what happens is i call it crock potting that that, that the stuff is that seasoning and everything about it uh -huh. will just get absorbed in that thought and it just sort of it, the whole thing just sits there and so then it all becomes one mush crock pot deal and then everything you look at and everything you get out of there then when you wake up is going to be what you went to bed thinking about. You said something about the marriage thing, JV. I, I wanted to just mention, you said the I do. And I, I believe a lot of us have an I do Christianity, mm -hmm. but there's an I will. Yes. Uh. We have an I do, but, but I will. We, we can consciously make our mind up. The devil does not have to run your thinking. The devil does not have to run your attitude. He doesn't have to run uh, the way you feel or, or the way you're going to react. I, I, I really believe that our react needs to be act. We need to throw out the re and do the act because we don't need a reaction. We need to go ahead and have an action. I tell men this all the time. They say, well, Pastor, how do you, how, how do you walk, stay in love with your wife, and how do you do this and do that? I said, you make a decision, and you go ahead and set up your boundaries. So if you're listening tonight, man, woman, whoever, what boundaries do we allow the Lord to set up for us? To, because we don't, have, we don't have to act out. We can lay aside weights and sins that easily beset us. We can actually go ahead and look and act and talk like the king, the king yeah. and let him live through us. Because like he said, the kingdom of God is within us. You got something? Yeah. It's, oftentimes, it's the small, little, insignificant things that mess us up. Right. You know, we talked about not letting the sun go, go down in your wrath. Well, what's so important about not let, what, what's the difference between not letting it, the sun go down as opposed to carrying it throughout the day? Well, what's the nighttime set apart for? Rest. Rest. What are you allowing into your rest? I like that. What, are, what, what little burrs and stickers mm -hmm. and seasonings, special sauces from the enemy special are sauces. you allowing to enter and marinate and infuse your rest because yeah. it ceases to be rest at that point. Yeah. Then it goes back into striving and contention. And I can tell you this from me and me and my bride, we, we love each other more than we can express most of the time. And, uh, but we are very, and you said it, we're very strong willed individuals. And when we get outside of that, I prefer you. I want to serve you to, I want you to serve me. That's when our contention becomes the greatest. That's called selfishness. It's selfishness. selfishness. It, anything it's that not you can a fruit put self the, in front of. It's not of, a fruit of the spirit. Apart from control. <laughs> That's right. It's not. Yeah. You, you know, talking about the seasoning thing, I started laughing as you were talking because the other, the other morning, I, I usually make an energy drink. I, I know that looking at me now, you can't, but it's all working. It's slowly. <laughs> things, things move slow sometimes in, yeah, some, dinner, dinner, in some way. And so... But I was making me an energy drink. So in my energy drink, I put a little peanut butter. I put a little bit of protein powder. I put almond milk. I put ice. And sometimes I'll throw in a banana or some other kind of fruit. Mm -hmm. And I'll add, then I add cinnamon, just some cinnamon, just sprinkle cinnamon. So that morning, I, I guess I wasn't paying close attention. So I did it all. I did everything I thought. And I thought I was putting my cinnamon in and everything. And so it, 
I ground it up, etc. And I went like this and started drinking it. About the third time I did to my palate, my tongue to my palate, my mouth was on fire. I had loaded it with cayenne pepper. <laughs> I had loaded it. And that's the way the enemy does us. You yeah. know what I mean? We might have a smooth thing going on here, but boy, if he can slip in a little bit of cayenne pepper. In the, but you know what? I'm this kind of guy. I, I just wouldn't waste it. I, 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 I drank I drank the whole thing, but I tell you one thing: it was a real, it was a real good, it was a real good lesson for me. So you got point is, you got to pay attention to what you're letting come into you. That's so good. You got to pay real close attention into what you're letting other people feed you, or, or what you actually are get, gathering off the counter that somebody else has offered that's sitting up there. What are you gonna get and put in you? What will you allow? So talking about offense. Talking about how, what what if we take that into ourselves. And so let, let's call that let's call that cayenne pepper a load of offense because right. it stayed with me. You know it what? Lingered it lingered on. It lingered on. Then the cinnamon it doesn't linger on because it's what you should have. It's somewhat. Let's say it this way: it's one of the fruit of the spirit. But that cayenne pepper, buddy, it wasn't. It was a flesh-oriented deal right there. I'm telling you. <laughs> you know, I was saying this to somebody the other day that um, heaven has a language. Yes. And it's not American. It's not English. No. And one of the things that if we want to attract blessings in our lives is we have to start declaring the word. Come on. I mean, if we if we want we want God results, we want biblical Ooh. results, then why are we doing opposite of what the word says? Yes. And you know, I've really been in Ephesians where it says, husband, love your wife as Christ loved the church. In the same manner. All right. Woo. Notice it never says that about the woman. No. Never. It just says, woman, be submissive. She's just glad to be married to a good-looking guy like that's you. That's right. So, but it says that I have to daily die to myself. I have to choose to die to myself and say, I choose you over being right. Yes. I choose you. I like that. Even when it hurts. Even, I choose you even when I know you're wrong. You understand what I'm saying? And one of the things that I learned, and this is how I teach my kids. So I got Samuel one day and I said, you see this house? This is daddy's kingdom. Yeah, I like that. This is, this is my kingdom. Mm-hmm. And daddy shares it with mommy and I share it with you. And I said, come follow me. I said, now this is your bedroom. This is your kingdom. You can manage this however you want. I said, but as long as you're in this kingdom, you will do, you will follow the rules and you will have a good life if you follow these rules. And, and for me, I remember one time he tried to raise his voice. His mom, he's trying to talk ugly to her. I said, son, I said, does daddy talk to mother that way? No. Then why do you? See, so many times men want to say, don't talk to your mother this way, but why should they listen to you when you're disrespecting your wife in the same manner? Because kids are watching how we, as parents, as a dad, see, I can, one thing that I know that me and JV can relate to is that we didn't have dad presence in our home. I think it's important to talk about that. You know, and so... I know, how was that for you, JV? Because I know mine could be a different story. My, my dad was completely out. Um, and I don't want to put you on the spot, so feel, whatever you feel like you need to share on that. Well, I had, I had good, strong male influences. Um, that's absolutely true. You know, I, I had men in my life, uh, a grandfather, a dad, who really did demonstrate um, the beauty of hard work. They demonstrated excellent in integrity, uh, work ethic. Those were things that came natural and easy for them that I was able to take and, and model those parts of my life after. 
But one of the things that I didn't have was I didn't have the spiritual side. Mm -hmm. I had a grandfather who um, loved the Lord, would pray for you in a heartbeat. However, his own understanding was limited by his self-admission. Uh, he would always tell me, I'd go to him to, to pray for me. He's like, honestly, son, I don't have a grid for this. You need to get in the word. And so that's the one great thing that he, he did teach me. He always pointed me to the word, even though he might not have the right wisdom or the right words for the moment. He always pointed, pointed me back to the word of God. And so th that is, I would say, the greatest gift he could have given me. Yeah. But I'm looking at, at the way I grew up, and now I'm measuring it to how I see my sons. And I look at my children, and I see them, you know, something simple that just really brings joy to my heart yeah. is we'll put some worship on at home. And I know you do the same thing in your home. We'll put worship on. And out of nowhere, my children, uh, Ezekiel and William, will come running out of nowhere. They would have been playing in their room, but they hear the worship music, and they run to it. Mm -hmm. And they'll throw up their hands, and they'll sing, you know, Elevations, uh, Hallelujah. We sing Hallelujah. And they're sitting there singing. They can't even speak in sentences. But they're singing hallelujah, and it's, and it's evident. Yeah. And I can already see that just my grandfather and eventually my father just pointing me back to the word, yeah. uh, what that did for me. And now I'm able to take what they were able to pass on, even though it might have been little in their own eyes. Yeah. And I'm able to take that with the experience of, 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 of walking in intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And now I can set a level for my kids. Uh, what's the best way to say this? My ceiling will become their floor. That's right. So mm -hmm. I'm, building, I'm building a life of intimacy for me. Yeah. But a byproduct is my children will have witnessed intimacy with God. Yeah, they will have witnessed so the word in that's their good. home consistently. And mm -hmm. so they can live their lives um, excelling in the yeah, things you, of the Lord. And, and you said this, you know, that's something that, you know, was a blessing for you to have. Absolutely. I had both where there was no spiritual aspect and the, my father left. He was completely gone right. by the age of 10. And um, so when you saw me at 15, you know, when I was 15 years old, 16, you know, you just saw this uh, um, Hispanic, Mexican, young, fiery dude who had a lot of real issues. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would get defensive real fast. I felt like I had to defend myself because no one else was going to fight my battles for me but me. And I just grew up like not knowing who's going who's to vouch for me. That's I didn't have that. And I remember growing up, I wanted to change my last name. I'm a Baltazar. And I wanted to change it to my mom's last name, Hernandez. And I kept hearing the Lord said, nope, don't change it. Don't change it. And I'm like, but I want to change it. It just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. It leaves a bad taste. I... I can't stand it. I, I want to change it. And the Lord says, your name will leave a legacy. You start redeem, redemption. That's, That's beautiful. It's That's redemption. And we just had our daughter. She was born on my biological father's birthday. Used to when his birthday would come, but I always leave like a, oh, his birthday's here. I know that's when his birthday, I don't, I didn't want to think about it. But now I have something to celebrate. And for me, you know, it's that aspect, you know, you were talking about Samuel would rather be inside playing the piano and making up songs. The other day, he was having a tough time. I mean, he was just, because he wasn't getting his way. And one of the things that I've taught him, we're talk to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> hey, 
If you want to, if you have a problem, see, so many times we go to people when we should be going to God first. We should be going to Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so he was just, Holy Spirit, I'm mad. Holy Spirit, I'm mad. Give me peace. Give me peace. This is my six-year-old son going to Holy Spirit, going to God. That's good. Saying, give me peace because I'm really frustrated right now. Give me peace because I'm mad right now. There's not a lot of six-year-olds that are doing right now. So I know sometimes I got to say, God, if I'm doing anything right, is raising my boy, raising my daughters in the things of God. Because I didn't have that. But I don't, ex- I don't embrace excuses. I embrace solutions. That's good. You, you know, you, we're talking about spiritual things. But both of you have hinted to the fact that you're talking about making Samuel... Uh, over the ki- part of his kingdom, the right. part of the kingdom is his. You talked about your dad and grandfather uh, instilling in you a work ethic. So in your minds, because we talk, you know, we're, we're a church. That's what we do. We talk about spiritual things. We talk about growing in the Lord and in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus. But how do you intertwine? How do you how do you intertwine a good work ethic? How do you intertwine enthusiasm or a great attitude in in what you're doing? Because as people are listening, I mean, Christians go out in the world. We as Christians, we go and meet other people. You may you may not go to you may not work in a ministry, but you know, many 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 years I didn't work in a ministry. I worked in my business. I worked in uh, you know doing things, meeting out in the public, working, and so. We carry Christ in us, but not, and so I think sometimes we get like this, you know, well, I'm a Christian, you know, but I don't have to have a good work ethic, or I don't have to have a good attitude. If somebody makes me mad, it's okay to get mad and be mad. I don't, you know, practical things. So how do you intertwine that in your spiritual? Like I say, y'all are on fire, guys. Y'all are on fire for Jesus. So how do you intertwine that? Probably the best way to amalgamate those things. That's a big word for a it is. boy from Satilla. I tell you what. That's a good one. I'm a Douglas boy through and Come through. Come on, man. That's good. Five dollar words all day long. <laughs> um, one of the manliest words out there, uh-huh. I think, is love. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and it's, I'm, you know, as a church right now, we're, we're, we're really pushing um, to capture the heart of men yeah. in our body. Yeah. Um, at, we had a great men's meeting earlier today, and and Pastor had uh, had was really just expressing your heart yeah. um, for what you want to see in the men of this church, and and so one of my favorite stories is uh, Robert the Bruce. Robert the Bruce was a was a, um, a Scot uh, Scottish prince, and uh, back when England was kind of doing their thing with Scotland, and and there was still a ragtag band of people fighting for Scotland's freedom. Mm-hmm. And so Robert the Bruce passed away in battle, I believe, and, and, and one of the things that his men did was kind of gruesome, but they had it. his heart in a container. I love this story. And the last-ditch yeah, movement from these uh, Scottish warriors yeah. was they, they were losing the battle terribly. Yeah. And all of a sudden, one of them had the brilliant idea, inspired even, to take that heart, the heart of their king, and he threw it in the middle of the English soldiers, and he, and he rallied the troops, crying, "Fight for the heart, the heart of your of king! king. That's Fight good... for the heart of your king!" Uh-huh. And that really does boil down to, if you want to use uh-huh. English terms, just yeah. love. Yeah. Love. You are enthusiastic about the things that you love. Yeah. You will work harder than you would in any other circumstance yeah. for the things that you love. Yeah. Most men would kill themselves 
work themselves into an early grave to provide for the ones That's that right. they love. You're right. So if we would really get a concept of we're not doing things out of sheer discipline, mm-hmm. but our discipline comes from our love. That's good. The, the earnest expectation, the hope, the glory that is birthed out of love. Service is birthed out of love. Real yeah. service is birthed out Absolutely. of love. And, you know, the only way to give 110% uh, 10% of yourself, you can't do it out of duty. Mm-mm. You'll never get 100% out of it. Mm-mm. You can't do it out of a contract. No. It has to be born out of love. And so if I want to, to be the man in my home, I have to serve out of love, not duty. You have to follow the heart of the king. Absolutely. Oh, that's a good and that, story. And that, that's, that's birthed out of understanding and taking time to understand that my king has a heart for me. That's right. That his heart and his, his, <laughs> his goals are set directly mm-hmm. to me and for me. Yeah. That all of his plans are good. And so love is the key, I believe. You remember, you remember the bracelets that came out years ago? When those, like the one you have on there, uh, that said, the bracelet said, what would Jesus do? WWJD. W, what would Jesus do? You know, that was a good statement. It was. Because the Bible says, whatever we do in word or deed, we're to do it heartily as unto the Lord. So if you're getting up in the morning, going to work, you know what? Just make your mind up. Go ahead and start saying, I'm going to get up and I, today I'm going to work. It may not be the choicest place, job, but you know what? It's where I am. It's where God, uh, th- that I am for now. So guess what? I'm going to do whatever I do today. I'm going to do it heartily that's good. as unto the Lord. And, and that's what I was, I was going to say. I think so many times as young ministers, we see preachers up there with yeah. their cool sneakers and their tight jeans and their right. cool hairdo, and we call that ministry. Yeah. We think that is ministry. No. Real ministry is showing up to my job Unloading a truck, 2,000 pieces, and doing it as if I were doing it unto the Lord. Come on. There were so many times I was in the back of that truck saying, (laughs) God, this isn't what I signed up for, God. This is not what I I came here to ministry school. I mean, this is like Uh two years ago. And the Lord says, until you get this here. Until you can get happy where you are, you'll never be any place else. You'll never be any And for me, one of my favorite stories, and this is in the Bible, is one of my favorite stories, when Jesus washed his disciples' feet. Can you imagine the, a teacher, a Messiah at that time, watch, washing his disciples' feet? Peter said, no, 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 you can't be doing this. And what did Jesus say? If I don't do this, you have no part you of me. You have no part of me. And so for me, and you said it so well, you know, I want to love. I want to do things out of love, not do things out of duty. And so if I can tell you anything, it's that do it as if you were doing it unto the Lord. Yeah. Ministry isn't what we're doing here. No. Ministry is well, how we do it at home. Yeah. It's how we do it at our workplace. Yeah. It's how we do it even with our family. That is what ministry is because people yeah. are going to see if you pay your bills on time. Come on, brother. And, you know, Jackie wants to be married to the guy in the pulpit. She wants the guy in the pulpit to be the one that goes home that's right. and takes out the trash. <laughs> you know, that same guy. So good. So seg- Segwaying into, yeah. uh, into who our guest will be. Yes. Uh, this Wednesday, Philip yes. Renner. Um, it's got a great book out. We're going through it now, Worship Without Limits, Philip Renner. 
uh, everything that we're talking about, it, it boils down to this is our acceptable worship. Mm. This is our acceptable sacrifice. Yeah. Mm. When we give everything that we've got born out of love, um, when we are intentional with our kids, when we're intentional with our spouses, yeah. when we're an intentional with our our jobs, when we're intentional with just where we are, when we're taking care of the space, the plot, the garden plot that God's given us mm -hmm. to tend for this moment. That is worship. <laughs> it's a, worship. Yeah, it's a form of worship. You know, Shama in the Bible, this guy named Shama, it says that he took care of an acre of peas or lentils and he defeated, I don't know how many Philistines that tried to get into his pea patch. In the hundreds. In the hundreds. And so what you're saying is take care of your pea patch because if you let if you let the enemy get your beans, next thing you know, he'll get your tamales. Next thing you know, he'll get your burritos. He'll get everything that you own. Well, just like Nehemiah. Nehemiah built, Nehemiah built the wall. How many of you know distraction came? Everything. Someone was trying to get Sanballat in and get down the and Tobiah to get him out up. of the wall. One is like, hey, come over here. See, distractions are going to come. You know, there are so many times where bitterness is going to come, where offense is going to come, but I have to still build my wall. And my, my job, if I can do anything right, is to pastor my family. That's the first thing I'm right. taught if to. You win it, is, if I win at home, I'm going to win everywhere else. Everywhere. It's true. My, my, last, my last thought here would be this. I love that you brought up Nehemiah. I've been stewing on it all day. I love the part. You know, everybody talks about, you know, they stood at the wall with a hammer in one hand and a sword, and a sword in the yeah. other hand. And, and I believe that I can, I, I can see that it could have two meanings. The first one, the way that we all take it. You know, they got a hammer and a sword in one hand. But what, what really gets me about that story, it says that families built sections. That's right. Families built sections. And I firmly believe, I believe it. that while one family built, the other family had their back. I believe it. They kept watch while they were hard at work. And, and I know that's what we're doing here at Covenant. We want to build individuals to build families to build the kingdom. That's right. And so I know our relationship has really demonstrated this because, uh, like Pedro said, when we first met, I was wounded from some old crud that had built up in my life. He's wounded walking around like an orphan from the stuff that's happened to him in his life. And we are fit to be tied. But as we grew in relationship together mm -hmm. we found that we could be iron to one another and we, right. we're big on iron friends here sharpen one another yelling at each other in listen a, in i took park. him at a park um when i was 17 years old because i had a, him and another friend friend of mine started telling the girl that i was dating was not the one and one thing you don't tell Pedro baltazar is who am i not gonna date <laughs> And, but they were right. But they were right because it wasn't Praise Balthazar who it I'm happily married to for right. going on nine years. That Korean princess came in that's and it right. was over. That's right. Yes. But that's, that is, that I, I believe that's what, what God is doing in this season is, yeah. is God is developing individuals to, to develop families. But you were having my back. I had your back. You've had my back on many occasions speaking truth to one another. That's right. Trusting each other's hearts because of love. love. Love plus time. Speak the truth in love. Is 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 an, a commodity you can't mm -hmm. purchase. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad uh, as y'all listening, we're wrapping up here. But I, I, I'm I'm glad that we, uh, the Lord, put us together in ministry. That we're able to do this together. That you know that we are staying in rank. We we like lock arms, you know, and we're we're together. We're yeah. uh, uh, the Lord's uh, made us sharp threshing instruments. Yes. So it's good to be with some sharp folks is what I'm saying. And so, because y'all knives aren't dull, 
because you keep them sharp in the word and you keep them you keep them forged and you keep them heated in the word of God and in the things of God so this uh, uh, tomorrow night Wednesday night by the way we'll we will be uh, with uh, Philip Renner will be with us he and his wife Ellen they're coming through and uh, met Philip recently uh, out uh, in, uh, in Fort Worth his dad uh, is one of the greatest uh, Bible teachers Rick Renner wrote Sparkling Gems and tw- I don't know how many books but, it, but uh, and they've been in Moscow for the last 20 uh, some odd years over there building TV ministry and stuff and Philip has a tremendous anointing he said this he said he said Music is one thing. Singing is one thing. He said, but the anointing, it said, it's good. It's good. But the anointing brings miracles. So we're believing that on, on tomorrow night that we're, that we're going to have a manifestation of miracles Hallelujah. as God moves Thank among you, us Jesus. to do his will and purpose. So you, you come, you bring some folks with you, and we're going to have a wonderful time here at Covenant Church, 7 o'clock uh, Wednesday night. So we're glad you joined us tonight. God bless you. I'm telling you, I hope you have some friends like I have some friends. But I hope they're good looking as these guys. I hope they're as nice as these guys because we, we do enjoy doing life together. Thank you for joining us on Table Talk tonight. God bless you. We love you.